Hey, Nate, and thanks for uh, coming on to My Story Podcast. How's it going? Good. How you doing, buddy? Good. Hey, so we haven't talked to each other in a long time. No, not much. We'll way back happens with life. Yeah. So um, before we talk about what happened on, in April, right, I, wanna, um, I want you to tell the audience about a little about you and Katrina and a little about your family. So how did you and uh, Katrina meet each other? Um, it was in high school. She was a freshman. I was a junior. And, um, at the time I, no, I don't think I was dating anybody at that time, but I met Katrina through you Mm -hmm. and then me and her hit it off and we started dating and been with each other ever since high school sweethearts. Right. So, um, how long, how long have you guys been together? Uh, in a couple of days, we'll be married nine years. I believe 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 20. Yeah, nine years. And then this October will be 16 years total. Okay. So do you think now you guys have been together um, all this time, right? Um, you guys have any children at all? or? Uh, we have two daughters, um, a seven-year-old and a five-year-old. And then we had a third who is obviously no longer with us and we'll get into that as we go right so do you think being together um all this time you know do you guys think that that helps um these kind of tough things that you guys went through oh absolutely right 100 so, so this has been a actual um a tough year for you actually right it's been a tough tough year and a half two years for sure and then if you even want to go back four years we've had quite a few deaths in the family right um but this year uh you uh you had the passing of your dad correct yep he had um brain cancer called gbm i don't know how to pronounce the actual term of it but it is um tumors that are in your brain and they continuously keep coming back there's no cure for it how long did he know about that uh he knew about it Mm, at first he didn't know anything about it and then he started getting dizzy and collapsing a lot and then he went and got tested and they found out he had gbm and then he fought it for i think about a year and a half did you have a did you have a good relationship with your dad i mean how did that all no me and my dad when my mom and my dad split i um, started getting into video games i started doing you know other hobbies that he had no desire for. He was a farmer, a welder, you know, just he didn't like any of that stuff, hunting, fishing, welding, like every, he liked all that stuff and I didn't like any of it. And then when that happened, me and him just had a distance relationship and um, it changed when I started having kids. Right. He was, um, he wasn't the greatest dad to me for many, many years, but he was a phenomenal grandpa. And to me, that gave us the bridge to have a relationship. Did you and your your dad start becoming closer together at the end there? Yes. Did you think do you think now, um, you know, that, you know, when people look back, you know, at a, you know, a tragic event where, you know, they wish they spent more time with their dad or their mother or their sister or whatever, or a certain friend, do you think that now... Uh, you should have, I mean, you, you, if you were to go back now, 
would you spend more time with him or yeah knowing what you know i would have made a little bit more of an effort and i feel like if he knew his time was coming that soon i think he'd have made a more of an effort too um was he more of a family person at the end yeah he he wanted to see the grand grandchildren all the time he was one thing about my dad is that he was always the highlight of the party. Like he knew how to have fun. He knew how to make everybody smile. He, he definitely became more of a family man near the end of his life because he ended up getting married to my, uh, to Bobby. And I still call her mom. I talk to her quite frequently still. And then, um, he also had a son with her. So I have a half brother named Levi. So when did he end up passing? Uh, in September of last year. So in a less a year, in less than a year, you had your dad, and then yep. you had your, your daughter. So so what I want to do is I want to go to April 21st. That's when you had your, your daughter, correct? Yes, that's when so, she was born. All right, so how, how did that all play out that day? Um, that day uh, started off normal. I woke up in the morning to get ready to go to work. I, work, I have to get up at 4 a.m., so I get up early before everybody else. So they're all sleeping. I leave in the morning. I went to work and I got a call from Katrina. I don't know, maybe around seven, eight o'clock in the morning. And she told me that there was a puddle in our bed. And I said, well, go to the hospital and see if obviously her water broke. And she uh, decided to go in and sure enough, her water did break. And then when the water broke, she wasn't too far along at that time. So she just told me to stay at work and she'll call me when she needs me. So that was about 12, 31 o'clock. She finally called me and said, you need to get your butt to the hospital now. So okay. I, um, I told my bosses, I left work and I went right to the hospital. Didn't even have time to change. I was in the delivery room with my work vest. I was still in everything. I didn't have any spare clothes. I just went right to the hospital. So. I was there for her and then she was, I got there around two 30 and she was born at six 27 PM that night. Oh, okay. So she, she didn't have, you know, like a few days of labor or anything. She only had what, nope. is it 11, 11? Um, yeah, it was about 11 hours. Our first daughter, Shana, she was in label labor for 36 hours. Kylie, our second one was about 12 to 14 and then Raina, my third one, it was only like 10 or 11 hours. So Raina was, uh, she was born healthy, correct? She didn't have any issues yes. or anything? Like that. Nope, she was born healthy. So how long were you guys uh, in um, uh, in the hospital with her until you guys got to bring her home? Um, well, with our situation, after baby was born, Raina, she um, had skin-to-skin -skin contact with mom and you know, I stayed there as late as I could, but I also have two other kids. So they were obviously anxious and wanted to know what was going on. So when I had my time with my wife and Raina, I didn't even get to hold Raina that night. The nurses wouldn't let me. They wanted her to have all time with mom for skin to skin and, you know, for breastfeeding and all that. So I didn't even get to hold Raina when she was born, which, you know, it was fine. It didn't bother me as much as I thought it would. Um... So then when I spent some time with them, the girls were getting anxious and impatient. I had to go down to my mom's to get the kids. And I stayed the night at my house while Katrina stayed at the hospital. And we did that for two days. So in the morning, I'd go back up and see Raina and Katrina. And I brought the girls with me that morning. 
so they could meet their sister. And they were both so happy, big smiles. They absolutely loved having a sister. Could make well, a could make a grown man cry. So right, right. It was it was good. And then um, uh, same routine the next that day. I, you know, I left the hospital, went to go take care of my other two daughters. And then Sunday, because I believe she was born on, it was either Sunday or Monday. It was three days out, two days after her delivery, we were able to go home. So you brought her home and then uh, you were able to show around the family and all that stuff. Um, yep. And stuff like that. And you, you were, you two were not in um, at work at all, right? You guys got some leave days or whatever. Uh, yep. Through my work, I got um, six weeks of full paid paternity leave. And then Katrina gets nine weeks of paternity maternity leave, and then she was supposed to get six weeks of paternity on top of that full pay. Okay, so April twenty eighth and 29th. Okay, yep. so that evening um, before what was what was it like that evening um, the the twenty eighth going into the um, for the evening of the twenty eighth. Uh, at that point, the girl, my other two, my oldest and my middle, um, were getting kind of stir crazy being at home. So, uh, me, my mom, and my sister, and my niece, and my kids, we went to the bowling alley that night. And, uh, you know, just let the girls go bowling, you know, had some food, you know, just get them out of the house so mom, Katrina, can, you know, take care of Raina and have a little bit of peace and quiet. Um, I bowl, we bowled two games, I think two games that night. Um, and then after that, I had, I had one drink and then I came home with the girls and the night was normal. I mean, leading up to that night also I'll throw in there is like, I gave as much time as possible for Raina and Katrina to be together. Cause it was supposed, it was going to be our last kid. So I wanted her to have that experience. I wanted her to, you know, soak it all up get as much, you know, of that motherly love because um, it was going to be our last child. So for that week leading up to the 28th, I think I only held my daughter four times that week. Okay. So because I was, you know, because I was busy with my other two and I was just keeping up on the house. You know, I wanted my wife to rest. I wanted her, you know, to heal up. So, you know, I was just doing all the other stuff around the house. You know, I helped, um, with her diapers, obviously, and I helped feed her and with the breastfeeding and all that, but I didn't get much one-on-one -on -one time with her. So that night, uh, well, at midnight, around that time, you guys went to bed, correct? Um, um, at that night, um, I came in and Katrina was breastfeeding, but uh, at that, that night, Raina was kind of being a pain in the butt. She didn't really want to latch, and she was just really fussy. So I told Katrina, I was like, well, then how about you pump? And then I will feed Raina a bottle. And then I will take Raina into the living room and I will take care of her so Katrina can get some sleep because she was very tired. I could see she was just exhausted, tired. So I said I would take Raina so she can get some sleep that night. And it was about 12.45, 1 o'clock in the morning after I fed her diaper change, you know, all that stuff is when me and her went to sleep. So were you guys sleeping on the couch? Were you guys sleeping on the bed? Like, uh, it was in the living room, so it was on the couch. Okay, so 
Randall, was she was she was sleeping on you then? She was she was on your chest or? Yep, I had her laying on my chest, face down with her head sideways, so she could have her nook. And I had a little blanket by her butt, not fully up by her head, but by her butt. And we put on a movie, and me and her just passed out instantly. So between twelve and o'clock. So I want you to tell the audience between twelve a.m. and six a.m. around that morning, what all what all unfolded. Um. Like I said, we fell asleep and she was secure on my chest. We were, you know, I did everything that I, cause I co-slept with my other two daughters too. So like, I know what I was supposed right. to do. You know, we've done it before. I know a lot of parents co-sleep. Absolutely. All the time. Um, but that, but that night we fell asleep and the only thing I remember the next morning, and it was about six Oh seven in the morning. I hear Katrina screaming at the top of her lungs that Raina was not breathing. So Raina, uh, when she was, she was um, sleeping, I mean, she must've slipped or something like that, correct? She, she either moved or I nudged her the wrong way. Something happened, but yeah, she rolled off my chest and she went into my arm, my side arm where the armrest is on the couch. Mm -hmm. And she got pinned in between me and the couch. Yes. So Katrina wakes up. I mean, you wake up because Katrina's screaming at the top of her lungs, right? Yeah. So what, what do you do right after you wake up? As soon as I wake up, I ask Katrina, I was like, what's going on? What's the matter? And she said, she's not breathing. So, and then I'm, at this point, I'm still kind of just dazed and I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. I'm like, okay. So I get up and I grab Raina from Katrina, you know, and I put her in my hand, you know, I'm just rubbing her belly, you know, just trying to get some sort of anything. and. Um, she still just was not moving completely limp. So then I put her on the couch and I tried, you know, doing CPR multiple, just try to give her some oxygen or just, you know, in a frantic, just trying to do anything to get my daughter to wake up. And then at that point, nothing was happening. So I handed her back to, no, when I was doing that, Katrina's the one that called 911 and told them obviously that we have a newborn daughter she's not breathing and within i would say easily two minutes the cop showed up and asked what was going on and during that time katrina was on the floor with reyna on the speakerphone with the operator as she's trying to give her directions on what to do exactly what were they telling and her to do lay her on the floor you know and try to tilt her head or her neck, or, you know, just make the airway open or whatever and try giving her some breathing and then, you know, some um, chest pumps or whatever, or compressions on the chest. And um, sure, and then the cop showed up. I answered the door, and he just asked what, I mean, he just asked what was going on. I told him real fast, and then as, when I was talking to the police officer, that's when the ambulance showed up. They were probably, like, maybe a minute behind. Yeah, I mean, I don't really want to tell you where you live, uh, but where – I used to live in that area and yep. I mean, for, for police officers to, and EMS, all that to just show up like that, um, they must've been rolling because everything's so, um, spread out in that area. I mean, where we, I don't know if you know, but we moved it to a different house. We're living right in town now. Oh, did you? Oh, okay. Yeah. We live right in town. We live right behind, um, a bank that's right on the main street through our town. We actually moved downtown. That's why they got here so fast. Well, in that case, I mean, they would have, it would have probably took a little bit more of a few minutes for them to get to you guys in that old house you guys had. Yeah, the old house, it would have probably taken them five, ten minutes easily. So, 
the police show up, right? And then EMS shows up, yep. right? So what does EMS try to do at that at that time? <clears throat> EMS came in and asked Katrina to move out of the way. And the operator said, Katrina told them that the EMS was here. So the operator hung up. And then the EMS, um, I think two or three of them showed up all together. And they told Katrina, you know, move out of the way. And they just asked her questions, you know, like, what have we been doing during that time? You know, with the CPR and the chest compressions and all this and all that. Well, I believe when the EMS showed up, my other two daughters were already downstairs at that point. And at this point, I'm still fairly numb to everything. Like, I still, you know, it just felt like I wasn't there, but I actually was. I just didn't know what to do. And then... um, I, it kind of snapped me back into reality when I looked down on the floor and I saw my seven-year-old and my five-year-old right next to Raina as she lays lifeless on the floor, just bawling her eyes out. And I lost it. So they ended up taking um, Raina to the hospital, correct? So how did that, yep. all, how did that all unfold there? Um, well, as they were trying to get Raina going at my house, uh, they gave her like, I, I don't know if it was like technically adrenaline shots to the chest or some sort of medication to try to get her heart going again. They gave her like two or three of those at the house and then nothing was happening. So they picked her up and they uh, rolled her to the ambulance and Katrina went with them in the back of the ambulance to the hospital. And then um, at that point I had to try to find somebody to watch my kids because I had two of them and I wasn't going to bring them up there for that. Uh, thankfully, my neighbor right next door walked over and she knew something was desperately wrong. So she was willing to watch the kids for me. And then I rode up to the hospital in a police car. Longest two minute drive of my life. Like it was it felt like it was three hours. Um, get to the hospital. I walk in and they had um, Katrina sitting in a chair outside of the emergency room. But we can still see in there, but we they wanted us to sit outside. So obviously they can try to do everything they can. Um, so I sit down and I sit next to Katrina and we're both just staring into that room, just waiting for something to happen. Um, when they got into the room, from what I saw, they were still doing chest compressions. They had a, a, a mask on her face to try to get airway in. I think they gave her two more adrenaline shots. And when it got near the end, because from from 607, they continued to try to work on her and they announced time of death at 727. So they so, so they tried they tried to work on her for over an hour. Yes. Uh, I mean, did I mean was she trying to show any signs that she was trying to come back? Or, no. Or she, so she must have uh somehow suffocated at the middle of the night or something from like from the death certificate that we got he estimated that she suffocated at about 2 45 in the morning well 2 45 so yeah. what what happened um so what what did the nurses what did they do they come up and tell you or nope at that point we they asked us if we wanted to come into the emergency room katrina held reyna's hand and i held her foot and I was just looking at Raina, and at this point, she was just purple and blue. Like, to, like in my mind, I already knew that she was gone. Like, I, I had that realization. Uh, Katrina didn't. She was still screaming 
you know, Raina, please come home, come back to us, you know, whatever and whatnot. And I was just holding her. And then, like I said, at 727, they said time of death. And at right when they said time of death, 727, Katrina dropped to the floor on her knees and was just screaming. Just so sad. Just She was just screaming. I tried to hold her up, but I couldn't. So I dropped to the floor with her and I just, we just stood there and held each other for five or 10 minutes. And then at that point, we were able to get Katrina up onto a chair and they had Raina wrapped up in a blanket and they handed her to Katrina and Katrina wouldn't let go of her, which understandably. And I just, so while, while, I just Katrina, so while Katrina was holding uh, Raina, um, you had to go write, you had to go write a police report, right? About what happened. Yep. So after Katrina got Raina, after everything was said and done, um, uh, the police were very nice. They let me, they let me stay there for probably about another hour, hour and a half with Katrina and just have that moment with Raina and just hold her and just try to grasp what's what's going on because at that point i was so numb to everything i just didn't a lot of it's still kind of a blur but i got most of it down but they did come in and eventually say there's no rush but we do need your statement on what happened so at that point it was my mom my sister i think mama bobby was there and then eventually i know shannon got there too and at that point my mom took me to the police station to do my report since we had since katrina had a support system there to watch her while i had to go do that so what when you guys were at the hospital and they were working on your your baby where was did your other family show up too at the time or uh the first person i called instantly was my mom i called my mom and told her she needs to get up to the hospital right away because um reyna's not breathing and my mom showed up within three minutes so she bolted she got to the car and she definitely drove fast to get there and then uh, i believe the second person that showed up i believe was my sister i believe or it was mama bobby i can't remember which one like i said it's kind of a blur but my mom my uh my mama bobby and then my sister and then after that i think it was um Shannon that showed up because we got a hold of her. She was at so, work at the time. So you had to go write your police report. Did they want a police report from Katrina as well? Yes. How did that all go? Um, well, we told the police officers that Katrina was at that point when everything kind of settled down, Katrina was not talking. She didn't talk for two weeks. She did not speak. She barely ate. She was just zombie mode. So we did tell the police officers um, to give us two days so she can sleep and she can try to process everything. And she did go down there two days later and she did do her um, police report. She had her brother-in-law walk her in the room with her to make sure that they followed their procedure like they were supposed to. So after all of this now, Right. It's uh it's been what two months, three months, two months now. So yes, about three months. We're about, two, we're about two and a half months in. How how is how are you guys doing now after what ninety days ish? Um we're doing good. Katrina is talking. She's um 
just talking. We're we're going about it the way that we should go about it. We we still talk to each other. We still have movie nights. We still, you know, spend time with our kids. We we still got two other daughters here. That's kind of what my mindset's been through all this. I still have two other daughters and I have a, a wife that needs me. Um she's been she's been doing really good. I'm very proud of her and what she's overcome. She is a very strong woman. She is we're doing good. We're doing right. well, okay considering the circumstances. Right. I mean, if you know, I remember uh, years, years and years ago, you know, Preston, you know, yep. is, oh, yeah. uh, you know, and then, you know, my mom had, you know, I had to tell my mom and, you know, that yep. changes, that changes a person forever. I mean, do you guys think that you're changed now forever? I mean, it's just how you guys are. I mean, you know, what, what I mean, you- no, we've, we've definitely changed. I mean, um, me and me and Katrina are a lot closer than we've ever been, which is I know a lot of people might find actually surprising because I know with something like this, a lot of couples you know split after something like this. But it's actually just made us stronger as a couple. We're a lot. You know, and, that, and that's that's one of the reasons why I wanted to you know tell the audience is that you guys have been together for a long time. You guys have been a you know you guys had you know two kids, three kids, and uh, it's just. That's why I think, you know, it was important that you guys have been together for so long um, yeah. to get through something like this. It helps. Yep. No, we, so you, we, we're a lot closer now. We also, um, as a parent, you know, t- spend more time with our kids, not take it for granted. So, I mean, we've been taking them to the movies lately. We've been going to the waterfall where we live, you know, the waterfall. Um swimming at the lake, going on trips, water parks. We're just perspective as a parent. It just kind of opened our eyes and we just realized that we need to do more with our other two here as well. So we're just trying to be the best family we can. Yeah. You know, Nate, I have, I have three kids myself and that, yeah. and that's, that's, that's horrific. Um, it's, it's, our, it, you know, I've known you for a long time and, and, and uh, that, that was just, um, you know, telling Brittany, that day, you know, what happened, you know, uh, it's just horrifying. Um, but I'm glad you guys are, are, are getting through with it. Uh, you know, at least living, you know, yep. and another it's, topic, you know, it, it's hard. Like there are some days I've had a couple of breakdowns already. Oh, I know cool. Katrina's had a couple of breakdowns and we know it's going to happen. We know that it's going to be there. Um, but we're just trying to make the best of a horrible situation. And I don't wish this on anybody that that type of pain is. It's horrific. It's unreal. So you and Katrina have an event coming up, correct? Uh, yep. You want to tell us a little about that? Uh, the event that's coming up, it's called um, the, the uh, it's called a Halo's um, Memorial Walk. I believe is what it's called. Um, they're called Halos of St. Croix. They're located not too far from where I am. Um, when Raina passed away, uh, somebody got in touch with them for us, and they help families that have lost children and stuff like that. They help pay for funeral expenses. They they help for burial expenses. They, um, they have volunteers that make foods for the funeral. They make um we had a photographer come to the funeral to take pictures of Raina and the service with the sisters and 
all that. Like they do a wide variety of things to help families with um, losing their loved ones, especially kiddos or teenagers. Even they're great. They were amazing. They helped us a lot. And then um, August 5th is the children's Memorial walk. And that's when you, um, I think it's like a 5k walk. I don't know exactly how long it is, but they have um, pictures of all the kids that passed away on the walk trail. And you just walk in remember memory of them. So has so is your is your job been really supportive too? I mean, both of yours. Yeah, our we both work at the same place. We work at Walmart, and Walmart has been very good to Katrina. Katrina got to keep all of her maternity leave because that is for her healing, for actually delivering a baby. She didn't get her parental leave. Um, my parental leave did get revoked, but. Um, my uh, store manager and even a couple of people above him were able to um, figure out another um, leave that I could do so I could still get some pay. Right. So they've been amazing. Um, Katrina goes back to work tomorrow. I was supposed to go back last week, but I still have car issues, so I haven't been able to go back to work yet. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, our work has been amazing. They've been great. Well, Nate, uh, but there's a lot of people and like that uh, go through um, a lot of things, right? Um, yeah. You know, either their loved ones died in a car accident or, or SIDS or whatever it may be. Um, what could you say to someone that has lost their son or, or daughter? Um, what What is, if you were to give them any advice, um, how to heal, what would it be? The biggest, at least in my experience, the biggest thing for me is, and when this happened, I sobbed like a baby, but with this type of situation, it shouldn't be surprised. I blame myself for what happened because she was in my care when it happened, even though it is a freak accident. And, you know, people might say, well, you shouldn't be co-sleeping with kids. Well, I'm sorry. I know pretty much all parents co-sleep at some point. It's. Yeah, we've all done it. Right. I did it with my first two. It's, but it can, it can happen. My biggest thing for me is that I told my wife that I was so sorry and this was my fault. And she looked at me and she shook her head and she said, it's not your fault. And I sobbed like a baby. And that's my biggest, um, my biggest support that I had through all this with her is that I, the fact that I know that my wife does not blame me for this, even though I blame myself. Um, family also we've had a my mom my mama bobby my aunt carol my sister so many people supportive helping they check up on us they call us they just rely on your loved ones and your close family members and believe it or not you know like i said a lot of couples end up splitting up but lean on your significant other too because right that was my biggest thing is that my wife does not blame me and she is supportive of me and i love her and um she already wants to try for another one already uh, which has surprised me but i'm i'm here for it i'd like to have another one well nate i, I appreciate you coming on and telling me your story i know that's not this wasn't easy um but i felt that it would be you know not a lot of people want to tell these stories and yeah. a lot of people go through these things and hopefully your story gets out and people can 
look at this and say, you know, this happened to them, you know, and they're okay. We can get through this, you know, so I appreciate you coming on. Um, tell me your story. And I really do hope the best for uh, you and Katrina. Yeah, it was, um, I was glad that you reached out to me. I know uh, we don't talk as much anymore. Hopefully we'll keep in touch a little bit better. Oh, I mean, yeah. as friends since high school. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, I, it's it's a story that needs to be told because just know that you're not alone in it. If it ever happens to you, it it can happen to anybody. All right. Thank you, Nate. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.